0: Good morning, Converge Church. Come on, can we stand to our feet? Happy Father's Day to all the fathers and father figures.
1: We are here to worship the Father, the Most High God, that when we call his name, things have to change. Demons flee. The mountains have to move. That's the God that we serve. Come on, can we worship him together? Come on. Grab your hands right here, yeah. Come on, come on. Yeah, yeah explain. We that our God is a big God, amen, amen.
2: morning we draw near to you and your promises that you will draw near to us and as we draw near to you in worship and in thanksgiving and in gratitude we draw near to a good good father a God who is perfect in all of his ways so this morning God as we celebrate fathers across the room and father figures father we acknowledge you first that you have been a father to us You have been good to us all of our days, and we thank you for your promise in Psalm 68 that, God, you would be a father to the fatherless. So, Lord, this morning, for those who are celebrating with their biological fathers, for those who are celebrating this morning, God, with their father figures, Father, even those today who are remembering Mm. the influence of a father, who is no longer here God we say thank you for the moments for the years that you gave us with our fathers the lessons they taught us the wisdom they imparted to us and Lord today I pray over every man in this room every prophet every priest every king every provider every protector And I pray that, God, this morning, your gracious hand would rest upon us. And today, Father, we celebrate again every father and every man. But above all, we celebrate our Father. We celebrate Abba. We celebrate Daddy God. We celebrate Papa God this morning. Father, would you rest upon us today today? And move in this place as only you can, in Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Well, good morning, Converge Church, and good morning, Converge Nation. For those of you joining us online, we're so grateful uh, that you're here this morning. You may be seated uh, in the house of the Lord. The band can continue to play, uh, but Pastor Wendy... Uh, Thank you uh, for the beautiful reception we received when we came in. I know that you and Converge, her, and the special events team uh, have put some special touches, and I think you guys have a little something for us at the end of the worship experience. But one of our traditions here at Converge Church on Father's Day is we get to celebrate baby dedications. And one of the the ministries uh, that you oversee here is our family life ministry. And so uh, your teams and your ministries touch everything Uh, really from the cradle to the grave, anything pertaining to families. So why don't you tell us a little bit about baby dedications as we receive these beautiful families who are going to come here shortly.
3: Again, happy Father's Day to everyone and good morning. And what you have the awesome opportunity to do is join us in baby dedication. And if you're new to church or if this is your first time at church, what baby dedication is, is parents or parent figures bringing their children to be dedicated to the Lord. We see that example in the Old Testament when Hannah had Samuel, she gave him back to the Lord. He actually stayed in in the temple after he was weaned with the prophet Eli, but that's a whole nother story. I'm thinking about children's church, my lesson on Samuel. (laughs) And then we see the example with Jesus himself. He was dedicated at his, during his birth when he was eight days old. And so what we are not doing is we are not determining the salvation for the child. What we are doing is bringing, the parents are bringing the child to the church, to the Lord, dedicating him. And as a church body, what we are committed to is to make sure that this child is safe, that they grow up in the fear and admonition of the Lord, that their needs are met, that they feel loved, and that from the house of God that they know that they are special. So this is not just a spectator sport or a spectator event. You are a part of that cloud of witnesses that says, yes, I choose to make sure that while this child is at church that they will be taken care of and they will be loved and all of those things. So we're going to ask our families to come on up. We want everybody to come. The families are one family at a time. All righty. We have Brooks Tyler III bringing his family.
2: Yeah, Come on down. And ushers, let's help them up as they come. Yes. Amen. We're super excited about this because Brooks and uh, his family uh, uh, recently relocated back to the DFW area. And, uh, and we're Will so honored uh, they were in.
3: Well, you have to tell which Brooks because we have right.
2: Brooks, Brooks, Brooks. Yes, we have three generations <laughs> of Brooks Tyler. You Brooks the first, down. second. And third, uh, but this is Brooke's father and his mom. They made it in all the way from Florida. They're part of our Converge Online family. And and not only that, uh, Chastity's parents are here. They're our Converge Online, our Converge family members, all the way from Indiana. Amen? And, and so it's so good to see you guys. Such a pleasant and wonderful surprise. Thank you so much for being here this morning for this special, special milestone. Amen.
3: And the next family we have coming to us is Arlo, is bringing his family on up. Oh, we know that, I love that we know that little Arlo is well loved because he is surrounded by a court of princesses.
2: <laughs> He's got
3: his sisters, you all can come on down.
2: Come on down, hey Nikki.
3: So dad, it, I was wondering, where found justin timberlake of north (laughs) dallas i was like oh my goodness but i hadn't seen you in your sunday clothes you look good well we're so glad to have you thank you all for being with us they're fairly new to converge but they are family so we're glad to have them and then oh we have mr omaru and his entire family so we have the Scretchens family come in come
2: on down Amen. And as they come, I'll just reiterate what Pastor Wendy shared. Uh, One of the things with baby dedications that's so important to acknowledge is the fact that the scripture says in Psalm 127 that children are a gift from the Lord. And so ultimately as parents, what we're acknowledging today is not ownership of these beautiful bundles of joy. We're acknowledging our stewardship over their lives. They are gifts from God. That God has entrusted stewardship to, and so our commitment, uh, as a church body and even as parents, and some of you have godparents, is our commitment is that we're going to raise these little young bundles of joy, in the fear and admonition of the Lord. We're returning back to the Lord, what He has so graciously entrusted to us, Pastor Wendy,
3: and also. We just want, again, for people that may be new to faith or new to church, what we are not doing is taking sole ownership to the spiritual foundation of the child. What we are committing to is a partnership with the parents. Parents are called by God to be the primary faith trainers of their children. And what the church does is come alongside to support the parents and then also to support the children. Please forgive me. I tried to be real cute this morning, but dangly earrings and a microphone are not working. So, <laughs> And I can't take it off because This is my bad side, so I need to be as cute as I can on this side, but it's not about me this morning. We thank God. And so what we're saying is for you as parents, what we're encouraging you to do is to not feel any way, excuse my back. I'm going to talk to the parents. Don't feel any way insecure about where you are in your faith walk. It is not about just the biology of two people coming together and creating a child and God made some type of mistake. God has called you to this office, and so you are well able. Amen. You are well able, wherever you are with your faith walk, if all you have at night is thank you Jesus for my baby, that is enough and God will honor it. So always see yourself as called. To the office of parenthood and some of us we'll go through life and we may not ever have children that doesn't mean that we are not called as well to be that community to surround these babies but just rest in that i am called to this and because you are called god has well equipped you because of your love and because of you deciding to be a part of community the lord will make up the rest so oh, okay, but I know we have a special presentation from Brooks the Third that he wanted to speak over baby Brooks. Amen. I'm hoping we can get a Brooketta, but you know, just stretch your uh, hand. Brooke-etta. They, 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 they a have refused my request, <laughs> but they're still young and well able. So may In the Jesus anointing name. of the Lord just increase, converge. Amen.
4: Amen. 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 <laughs> Amen. Father, we pray that you glorify your name. Mm -hmm. And what do we do here today? Amen. Amen. We pray also that you will continue to establish your kingdom on earth as you work through each of us. May Brooks and Chastity find favor in your sight you. as they guide and teach their son <laughs> in your ways, that he may walk with you all the days of your life. Yes, Lord. We know eternal life is not a matter of time and duration, but is this to know you, the only true God, yes, and Lord. Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Thank you, Lord. Ensure our faithfulness as we work with the Holy Spirit to teach this child, so that he <laughs> stop it, <laughs> so that he will learn you of you and know you personally. Father, you are glorified whenever we obey your commands and finish the works of righteousness you have created mm. for each of us mm. before the foundation of the world. May we help Brooks III learn of and understand the spiritual gifts he will receive on the day of your choosing. Then he will know what body part he is in the body of Christ. We ask that as early as possible, he will master obedience to your commands, just as Jesus learned obedience and glorified you in what he suffered. Prepare his heart to love your word of truth. Yes, Lord. And his mind to understand and glorify you and serve our Lord Jesus Christ. Thank you, Lord. In the knowledge and power of the Holy Spirit. Give him a hunger and thirst for your righteousness that we may that he may seek first your kingdom. Your sovereign eternal purpose is to save and bring each of your children into paradise to be with you to the praise of your glory. May you fulfill your eternal purpose in each of us.
2: Amen. 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 Amen.
3: What a blessing it is to see the generations, and thank you for being an example. So we want to pray over you, Brooksy. Can I anoint you with oil? Can I anoint (laughs) you with oil? You 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 want to smell it and see? And the reason why I'm asking him is because we teach our children about stranger danger. If he is old enough to say yes or no, if he says no and I do it anyway, what we're doing is we are making him feel unsafe. We're saying somebody violated my personal space and my parents were there and witnessed it. So where am I safe? So with the younger ones, we just anoint them, but he's old enough to make a decision. So if he says no, I respect his personal space. So that's just a little nugget for us. Rixie, can I, or you want mommy to do it? Or can I do it? Mommy, okay. And so you put the oil on. And the anoint him on his forehead in the name of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. And Lord Jesus, we thank you for Brooks. Lord, we thank you that you called him to the earth for such a time as this. Lord, we thank you that he is the manifestation of prayers. That he, from his grandfather down to his father, is the promise that you have given us. Lord, we thank you that he will never stray into the far country. But all the days of his life, honor you, Lord Jesus. We thank you that his innocence will never be stolen. That he'll always have wisdom of what to do now and what to do next. And above all things, Lord, we pray that even now, Brooks, Tyler III, knows that Jesus is his friend. In Jesus' name we pray, amen.
2: Amen. Praise the Lord. <laughs> All righty.
3: And so we're going to go to the next family that is so exciting. Can you give us like a 45-second snippet of this little blessing? Oh, she has stage fright. So we got to respect her personal space.
1: <laughs> Let me turn. Yeah, it's on. No, it's on. Uh, this is Arlo wise feeling? um we adopted him if you can't tell (laughs) um and uh, he's been with us since he was a day old and so he uh i'm i'm dad and Nikki is mom and um we just love him so much and we're he's at a fun age where we're starting to get to see him become an actual person and not just a screaming ball of flesh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so um he's probably curious what's happening right now and he'll probably sneak his head down here in a minute. Yeah. i'm a talker i, I don't know you what can, ta- you know i,
3: I understand <laughs> you you see i haven't even reached for the mic because i understand sister did you want to say anything you want to tell us your name and how old you are all right baby red you want to say something all righty
1: this is addison and she's 10 years old and this is amelia millie and she's yes. uh, she's six. And so they're uh, two of the best big sisters.
3: Yes. Amen. Yes. Well, thank you awesome. all so much. And so we are going to anoint him in the name of the Father.
2: Thank you, Father.
3: And the Son and the Holy Spirit. Heavenly Father, we thank you yes. for Arlo. We thank you that before the day he was born, Lord, you know that he would be chosen. Yes, Lord. Lord, we pray that he always looks at himself as chosen. We thank you for this family that you called to choose him. We thank you for the special grace over their life to love him. Lord, we thank you that they will be standard bearers in our community of what it looks like to love across lines. Heavenly Father, we thank you that he would never stray into the far country, but that he would always know that he was chosen Mm. for a special purpose, that he would be loved. Lord, we thank you for his sisters, that as he grows up as the baby brother, that he would one day be the protector of them. We thank you that his sisters will pray over him and speak the word of God over him, and they too would remind him that he was chosen for them. Lord, we bless this family. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen.
2: Amen. Amen. Bless Amen. You all Amen. You. Amen. Congratulations.
3: Amen. And thank you all so much. And we have the Scretchens family. And so who wants to talk?
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, Papa Scretchens.
2: <laughs> Giving honor to God, of course. Um, thank you all so much for. Have al- having always welcomed our family in a converged church, we- we've definitely been blessed by this church and this church family. And we've definitely been blessed by Amaru, yes. Amaru Elijah. Amen. He's brought a sense of seriousness to this family <laughs> that we are very thankful for. I call Amen. him the governor because one day he's going to be Amen. definitely making some serious decisions because he's definitely making them right now. Amen. Um, <laughs> Amen. But again, we just want to say, you know, thank you so much for.
0: Everything this church family has given to us and we're forever grateful.
3: Amen. Amen. amen, amen. Mom, did you want to say something? righty. Grandpa, you. did you want to say something about your brother? No? Sisters? Do you, you don't have anything? <laughs> Auntie? <laughs> we love Amaro. Yes, yeah, yes. Well, yeah. so we just, we love him. We love this family. Thank you, Lord. And so we just thank God. Amaro. we anoint you in the name of the yes, Father. Sir the son and the holy spirit thank you father and will everything that your father every good thing that your father has just prophesied over your life thank
2: you you that
3: you will one day make good decisions Mm. lord we thank you that amaru will be on one of the seven mountains of influence whether it is in government or business Mm. or education Mm. or arts and entertainment or the kingdom Lord, we thank you that he would never stray into the far country. And all the days of his life, he would trust you and he would know you and he would be a part of a community that keeps him safe and points him in the right direction. We pray for all of the Scratching children. As the young ladies are going into high school and growing up, Lord, we surround them with faith, love, and prayers. We thank you for Cooper, Heavenly Father. He came as a mender of broken hearts. And so, Lord, we just thank you for his life that he too would continue to grow as the blessing he is lord we thank you for nina and we thank you for curtis we thank you for their marriage and their family yes, lord, lord we thank you for everything you have brought them through and everything you're going to take them to lord yes. let today be a reminder that you have not forgotten right. them lord we surround this family we thank you for grandpa We thank you for Grandma here. We thank you for aunties, Lord. And we thank you for the day that we get to say that Amaru was brought to the Lord. And that on the day he decides he wants to be baptized, we will celebrate again. In Jesus'
2: mighty name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Awesome. So on behalf of myself and Pastor Wendy, we say congratulations on this important faith milestone. Just as you've dedicated your children, we pray uh, that the hand of the Lord will rest upon them, that he will surround each of them with favor like a shield, and that their testimony would be as the testimony of Jesus in Luke chapter 2 and verse 52, that Jesus grew in wisdom, in stature, and in favor with God and man. Come on, Converge, let's celebrate these amazing families and this awesome... Awesome, awesome gift. Amen, amen. You. Thank, you so much. Thank you.
3: Congratulations. Thank you. And those little Bibles we gave you, they are not that, that's where you start out, but at night when you're putting them down. You can do something like this. Let me hold your Bible. You can say, oh, this is God's love letter to you, and oh, we love God's word. And so that's what we do. We'll get them another one when they get five that has like lots of pictures. We have to get them different Bibles at different stages, but we thank you all so much. Amen.
2: That's all we have. Uh, happy Father's Day again, yes. and I believe Andrea
5: is up next. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. If y'all didn't know it, it's Father's Day. Happy Father's Day to all of our dads. Converge Nation, you're kind of sort of missing it if you're not here in person, because our theme today is suits and sneakers, and we have so many suits and sneakers in here that Stadium Goods, StockX, and GOAT have nothing on the men in this room. You guys look wonderful. Thank you guys so much for joining us today for Converge Live, our in-person worship experience. We appreciate you being here. Converge Nation, thank you guys for joining us online via live stream listen if it's your first time here we are so glad that you guys chose to spend a portion of your sunday with us to celebrate your first time we just ask that you stop by the welcome center after service to connect with our pastors but we're also going to put a connection code on screen and we ask that if your first time or if you are a first time guest scan this qr code we just want to collect a little bit of information from you not to be invasive not to be intrusive but we want to be able to have someone from our team reach out to you next week and just thank you you for being here and see if there's any other ways that we can connect with you. So thank you again, our first time guests for joining us. We also want to make you aware of a couple of things. The first thing being that if you guys haven't connected with us on social media, please do so. It really is the best way for you guys to stay connected with us, to see all the content that we have, but to also know all the amazing things that God is doing right here at Converge, and so that you guys can connect with us in those things. Amen? Amen. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube at We Are Converge. We also want to share that our Converge students meet every second and fourth Sunday at 10 a.m. in The Verge. Yes, I hear some of our leaders clapping. So if you have a 6th to 12th grade student, from middle school all the way through high school, um, we want you to have them connect with our student leadership team every second and fourth Sunday. At 10 AM, they are having some real life discussions about life centered around the word and through the lens of the word. So if you know, you know that's timely for our students. And please have them connect over there. We also want to share an update about street side showers. I said it last week, but how many of you guys know that Converge Church does not do anything halfway? Amen. Amen. So we had a goal of collecting 500 towels to benefit street side showers, which is one of our missions partners and they serve our brothers and sisters in the community that are experiencing homelessness. Well, as of last week, that goal was shattered and we collected over 900 towels. That is amazing, but due to storage constraints, uh, street side showers really can't hold all of that. So if you have already purchased towels to donate, please bring them, but if you haven't and you were planning to, just go ahead and don't buy any. We have shattered the goal. The community has been blessed indeed, but we don't want you to spend any more money on the towels because we wanna make sure that they're able to store what we have and I think they're pretty much maxed out. So we're stopping the towel drive as of today thank you thank you i hear you back there t ross (laughs) the last thing that i want to share with you guys is we had a kickoff for converge net on may 21st how many guys of in the room were there for that kickoff of our it was amazing and so converge net is basically a place where if you are um unemployed, if you're self-employed, if you're in transition, if you're leading a large organization, it is a place for anyone and everyone to connect, to kind of network and discover what's happening in the marketplace, to share best practices and all that good stuff. The first one was a huge success, guys. We had over 70 people in the room. It went well and we had great feedback. So... The second one is scheduled for Sunday, July 16th, immediately following Converge Live. We are going to have another QR code on screen, and we do ask that you register. We want to let you know that lunch will be provided at a small cost and that childcare will be provided at no additional cost. But if you would like to register, please scan the QR code, sign up. If you're bringing children, we're asking you to put the names and ages so that we can make sure that we have the appropriate team members in place to serve your children while you guys connect. But That is all that I have. Thank you guys so much for your attention. Pastor Jesse is up next.
0: Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning, Converge Church, are you ready? Oh, come on, are you ready? Say yes, I'm blessed. blessed. Say it again, "Yes, yes, I'm blessed. Thank you so much for coming, we are excited and we are glad that you've come here to celebrate Father's Day with us here at Converge Church. We're believing and trusting God that God will bless the fathers, that God will bless everybody today. It's just a day that we get blessed as we celebrate the Lord Jesus Christ. Now, with that being said, the Bible also teaches us that we are to honor God with everything that we own, and so we can bring our first fruits unto Him, and so we're believing that as God has blessed you this week, as God has blessed you in multiple ways, we're believing that the resources that we receive will also go toward blessing the kingdom of God here at Converge Church, and so we're asking you to do your very best. Do your best in giving to God. The Bible teaches us to do that, and it is also obedience to the Word of God. God. We bring our tithes, we bring our offerings, we bring those first fruits to God that we might be blessed and that the church may be blessed as well. In saying that if you need an envelope, please raise your hand if you need one. The ushers will get you one and we will bless you with that envelope. Now the envelope is an envelope that we use and we use it to record your giving. Please. What am I going to say? Write it so we can read it. We had an email last week we struggled with. We had to get three people to help us to figure out one letter. But we got it. We got it. My wife can also, sometimes when I get into trouble, I said, baby, I need some help with this letter. And she'll come in, oh, that's a B. I'm like, gee, I was struggling. You were right. It is a B. But anyway, sometimes we have a little struggle. So we ask you that you please write it so that we can read it. The other way that you can give is you can give online by going to weareconverged.com and you can give that way as well. You can also give by texting 7797, give on the dollar amount. You can also give on Cash App and you can also give on Zelle. If you use Zelle, please use our email that's associated with accounting at weareconverged.com. Amen? That's a whole lot, wasn't it? That's all right. We want to make sure we give you every opportunity to bless the Lord. Amen. Amen. So bow your heads and let's pray and let's thank God for our offering today. Heavenly Father, we thank you and we praise you and we bless your precious name. God, you're always good to us and we thank you for it. And so, God, we say thank you. God, we've been blessed. God, we are blessed. God, your word says we're blessed coming in and we're blessed going out. And so, God, we thank you that we can receive those blessings. And, God, we want to be a blessing to the kingdom of God. God, we understand that you have a plan, God, for the resourcing the kingdom of God. And so, God, we are a part of that plan. And so, God, we ask you to help us to have the right kind of heart, the right kind of attitude when we give. The Bible says that we are to give hilariously, to give with joy, to give with with happiness. And so, God, I pray today that our hearts are right before you. We thank you for how you've blessed us, and we ask you, God, to receive our offerings in Jesus' name that the kingdom of God may expand and that we all may be blessed here at Converge Church. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you.
2: good morning again, and once again, happy Father's Day to all the amazing fathers in the house. Uh, We're going to dive into the Word, but before we do that, uh, Pastor Jesse, come on. See that double-breasted suit? Looking fly! (laughs) Pastor Jesse's in the house, and uh, this is a really exciting season for their family because Pastor Jesse's granddaughter, J.C., is in Mexico right now, listen to this, with Team USA Under-16 competing against teams from around the world. We've been catching the games on ESPN, so congratulations, Pastor Jesse. Uh, Miss Pat is here, his beautiful, beautiful, beautiful wife. So glad that you're here. Pastor Jesse's sister is here as well, Miss Nelda, why don't you wave at us? And uh, I don't see her, but uh, Stacy. Oh, Pastor Jesse's daughter, Stacy is here as well. We're super excited that I get to, uh, I'm super excited I get to tag team with you this morning. Pastor Jesse and I go way, 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 way back uh, to the early 2000s, so it's been over 20 years, about 23 years. We served on staff together. In fact, we share the same alma mater. We both graduated from the same Bible college, and uh, they have been dear, dear friends to us over the years we are eternally grateful uh to pastor jesse and miss pat in fact there was a season in our lives in fact in our marriage where they were um they were the balm of gilead to us and when i was at my worst not pastor wendy (laughs) when i was at my worst uh pastor jesse and miss pat were there uh to love us and uh and to restore us and that's one of the things we're intentional about here Uh, at Converge Church, man, is, uh, listen, uh, no perfect people are allowed. Uh, That's one of our, one of the things we say here, uh, that God loves you just the way you are, but he loves you too much to leave you that way. Amen? Uh, So we have a group of people, man, who will get all up in your business and help you become all that God has called and created you to be. Uh, Because we believe here at Converge that failure is neither fatal nor final, and that with God, new beginnings are possible. And for 23 years, uh, Pastor Jesse and Miss Pat have hung around. Not Not because I was always at my best, but even when I was at my worst. Stood with me and stood with us. And 23 years later, still, trust me, to be his pastor. Uh, 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 There's very few people like that in the world. And, and, And sometimes your circle has to decrease in size in order for it to increase in value. The person in the back caught that. It's not about how many people you got around you. The question is, do you have the right people with you? The scripture says in 1 Samuel that Saul's first act as king of Israel was that he surrounded himself with valiant men whose hearts God had touched. Sometimes you have to consider who you allow, who you entertain in your circle. Are these people who will love you when you're at your worst? And still celebrate you when you're at your best. Uh, Pastor Jesse, Miss Pat, and their family have been that to us for 23 years. And so this morning, it is a tremendous honor, a tremendous privilege, man, to get to do this uh, with you. Have we ever tag team a message before? Have we ever, I don't think we have. I don't think. Amen. Well, we're honored uh, that we get to do this. Can I pray for us this morning, and then we'll dive into the word together. Is that all right? Father, we love you. We honor you and we thank you. And, Lord, we commit this time to you as we look to your word. Father, again, we do it with great humility and reverence, and we trust that you'll speak to our hearts as only you can. God, would you give us the grace and anoint these lips of clay that we might speak as oracles of God. And, God, would you bless the hearer, anoint their ears and their hearts to receive what we'll say, but even more importantly, what you will say privately to them Using the words we speak. God, only you can do that. To take the same words we speak and make it mean something different to each one. We trust you to do that now in Jesus' name. And everyone said, Amen and amen. Are you ready for the word this morning? All righty, so you know, you know, you may be seated. I, I stay on my feet, but if you want to stand with me, that's fine. Listen, I stay on my feet. I think better on my feet. Uh, we are in week four of our current sermon series that we're calling Fruition. Uh, we're taking this journey through uh, Galatians chapter 5, and we're learning what the scriptures have to teach about the fruit of the Spirit. In Galatians chapter 5, uh, Paul makes this distinction uh, between the works of the flesh and the fruit of the Spirit. He helps us understand what it looks like to live a life that bears much fruit because these two parts of us are in constant conflict. Uh, Nia, Nia, uh, uh, a few months ago, uh, started sending me text messages, and this is what she would say. She would say, uh, hey, twin. And uh, and so uh, that is like a term of endearment, but I know a lot of people talk talk that way to their friends. And that was just really meaningful to me that you refer to me as as twin. Uh, What 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 Paul is speaking of in Galatians chapter five is the fact that inside of each of us live these twins. One twin is called the flesh. And the other twin is called the spirit. And the two are at war within us. And what we produce in our lives is a direct result of the twin we choose to yield to. In this series, we've been talking about what happens in our lives when we yield to the Spirit of God and the fruit we begin to bear in our lives as a result of yielding to the work of God in our lives. It's important to understand that whatever God instructs us to do, he's not asking us to do in our own strength or our own ability. When God says, I have this expectation of you, what he's also communicating is that I have given you the grace and the strength to walk it out. So there's absolutely nothing that we're saying from this platform or from this stage and nothing we've said over the last few weeks that is an attempt to say, work your way into God's favor or God's approval. What we are saying instead is yield to what God is already doing in your life. And so week one, we talked about one of the, the fruit that we bear as Christ followers, and that is love. And then we skipped over joy because Pastor Wendy is going to be talking about joy next week. But Eric and I spent some time last week talking about the power of peace and how you and I can live our lives unbothered. That we can find Christ in the midst of our crisis and we can find calm in the midst of our chaos. And there's a reason I'm saying this because I was in prayer and I said, well, Father's Day is coming up. What do I say to the men? Do I just preach a message about fatherhood, or are we supposed to still kind of hang out here in Galatians 5? And the more I prayed and the more I considered what we would share this morning, I kept coming back to Galatians chapter 5. Because there's something that God wants us to hear this morning as men that stands in contradistinction to what we've been taught in culture. And if I were to choose a title for today's message, it would simply be this. For most of you, it will sound like a paradox. For most of us, it will sound like an oxymoron. For most of us, it will sound like a contradiction. But this morning, I want to speak to the fathers in the house. I want to speak to the men in the house. And I want to challenge us to answer the call that God has given us, not just to be warriors, but to be gentle. Warriors, Amen. Amen. so Pastor Ria. Well, if you're going to talk about gentleness as a man, I don't want to hear that because as a man, I'm supposed to be hard. As a man, I'm supposed to be tough. Yet the Scripture teaches us about the power. Of gentleness, And may I tell you why this is important this morning? Culture has conditioned us as men. I want you to hear this crystal clear. Culture has conditioned us as men to fight in places where God has created us to feel. Y'all didn't hear what I said. I said the problem with our world today and men and this false sense of of King Kong mentality is the fact that culture has taught us to fight where we're supposed to feel. And we have become hardened and insensitive, not just to God, but even to our world. And as I was praying, of all the things That God could have told me to talk to the men about this morning. He said, talk to them about the fruit of the Spirit that is gentleness. I was watching a biography. It's actually a biography of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Born and raised in Austria. In post-World War II Austria. And as he started to share his story, it arrested my attention. Because all of us know Arnold for being a bodybuilder, Mr. Olympia, Mr. Universe. And this is what he said. He said, when I grew up in Austria, I grew up in a nation of broken men. Y'all didn't hear what I just said. He said, the men I grew up around were nursing and wrestling with the disappointment of having lost World War II because all of their hope was in Adolf Hitler and dominating the entire European continent. They had hung on Hitler's promises of dominion and domination only to find disappointment. And this is what he said. They walked around like ghosts and zombies. And he said, my dad was so disappointed and so angry at his experiences that he beat my brother and I. And he made everything in our house a competition. So when we woke up for breakfast, my brother and I had to do push-ups. And we had to see who would win the competition. And, and this is what we have been to conditioned to believe, is that the way you deal with pain is just suck it up. Don't feel it. Pretend you're not hurt or wounded. Because the way you show that you're a man is you don't cry. You don't tell nobody. Yet God created us to feel in places that culture has told you to fight. And your wife can't get through to you. Your children can't get through to you. Nobody can get through to you because you have lost your ability to feel. When Levi was two or three years old, we didn't understand why, when he was frustrated, he would just start to scratch himself. And then one day, Pastor Wendy, who is the child whisperer, come on, somebody, had a conversation with Levi. And for the first time, other than when he was really little and he would cry because he was hungry and he couldn't articulate why he was crying. For the first time at three years old, when he finally had words, he didn't use his words, but he broke and just started crying uncontrollably. May I submit to you that that was the last day Levi ever scratched himself. Somewhere, I didn't teach him this. But somewhere, in Levi, I'm a man, I'm not going to feel, I'm going to fight it. And the problem with that is that people who are rigid and inflexible break. Zig Ziglar said it this way, every child is born to win, but along the way, many are conditioned to lose. And part of the conditioning that culture has imposed upon men is fight it, don't feel it. And some of us have raised our sons that way. And we marry them off to somebody else's daughter. And all they have to offer them is hardness. The inability to process our feelings as men in a healthy way. And God sent me on assignment this morning to challenge the men in the room. To challenge the fathers in the room. To feel again. The most difficult thing for a man to admit is that he's hurt. It's easier for us to say, I'm mad! Because that's masculine. Because if I'm mad, it gives me permission to break stuff. It gives me permission to hit stuff. But it doesn't give me permission to feel. And I'm afraid that our world has become a world of broken men because they haven't learned to feel. Ah, I want to say something, but I'm going to leave it alone. Frederick Douglass said it this week, it's easier to build strong children than to repair broken men. And it has become the work of the church to repair broken men. Humpty Dumpty sat on the wall. Humpty Dumpty had a great fall. All the king's horses. All the king's men. Couldn't put Humpty back together again. Why are you being so soft? Stop that crying. Be a man. Man up. That's what we were taught. That's what we were told. And ladies, if you're married to a man that's hardened, that's what we were taught. And this morning on Father's Day, God wants to help us peel back some layers. Pastor Jesse, I'm about to turn it over to you. Uh, So here it is. I'm going to say this, I'm going to sit down. You ready? (laughs) 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 Oh, ye of little faith. Man, there's so many things going through my head right now. So many things. The worship team sang the song, Run to the Father, and there's a lyric in there that says, my heart needs a surgeon. My soul needs a friend. So I'll run to the Father again and again and again. Proverbs chapter 4 verse 23 says it this way, guard your heart for out of it flow all the issues of life. The word picture in the Hebrew is that of building a garrison or a fort around something precious. So we're supposed to protect our hearts. The problem is most of us got thin skin and so it produces a tough heart, when what God wants us to cultivate is tough skin so we have a tender heart. I was, uh, (laughs) part of my self-care is I like to watch movies. And so I knew that there was a movie coming out called uh, Flaming Hot. And Flaming Hot is the story of Richard Montanez, who was a janitor for Frito-Lay. In fact, his family grew up picking grapes in California, grew up in poverty. He got a job at Frito-Lay after he gave up his life of crime and worked for Frito-Lay as a janitor listen to me, for 10 years. No breaks, no open doors, no promotion. In fact, this was in the 80s, and uh, Frito-Lay had many divisions, but they were losing market share. There was a recession, and uh, the plant at Rancho Cucamonga, I think I'm saying it correctly, and the ranch at Bakersfield were competing They were about to shut one of them down. Montanez was at Rancho Cucamonga, and they were trying to come up with ideas. And God gave Richard Montanez the idea for Flaming Hot Cheetos. In the movie, and he's a multimillionaire now, but he was a janitor for 10 years, God gave him this idea not only did it radically transform his life, but it saved the company. It's called Flaming Hot. It's on Hulu and Disney+. Plus. There's a scene in the movie. I was sitting there watching it with Levi. And it is a picture of hardened men. Richard, who has a hard heart, toward his father, and his father who has a hard heart toward life. Because the first place that men are hardened is the environment in which they grow. And may I submit to you that those environments are environments over which you had no control. You had no control over the family into which you would be born. You didn't get to choose mom and dad. You didn't get to choose the circumstances into which you would be born, rich or poor, safe or unsafe. And our environments have the propensity to mark us for life. I want to share the clip of that movie with you. And let me warn you, for some of you, it might trigger some things, because that may be your experience. Our production team did the best that they could, Because there were three expletives in that scene and we beeped them out. So don't over-scrutinize what you're about to watch. And if you have any complaints, send me your emails to Pastor Jesse at WeAreconverge.com. It's a full-time job, Mihaly. That's good. What time's
6: good. Like Pastor Marco said, after a year, you'll move on up.
1: <laughs>
0: Is that right, Pastor? Exacto. Hey,
6: boys, come on. Hey, come on. Come on. So, I would go from being a janitor to being a janitor? And hopefully, if I si pongo las pilas and I'm lucky, I'm gonna maybe be janitor in chief, president of the janitors, king of the janitors. Nah. I'm good. I think I'll stick with Frito Lay. We'll have a real future. You better the devil you know than the devil you don't. Ain't you. Don't be stupid, no. They don't believe you or care about you. And you do? All that ever comes out of your mouth is what an idiot I am. That I ain't worth it, <laughs> I can't do nothing right you expect me to trust you when you say God believes in me? He does. According to the Book of Vacho. No, me up not You respect me in front of my company. I
1: respect you!
6: Hey, check it out, Pastor. I bet you didn't know that he beat the out of me my whole life. But it doesn't bother me. Because I got thick skin and a hard skull. You know what really sucks a is that I hear your voice in my head, beating my brain every day, and for some reason, it's the beating I can't get off from. I'm just trying to help. Hey, 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 hey. It's getting so bad. Your wife is looking for help behind your back.
4: She's lost all faith in
1: you. Hey, 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 hey! You do not speak for me, Vacho, and you sure as fuck speak for God. Richard, look at me. I did not say that I didn't have faith in you. I know what Richard is and I know what he isn't, not educated sure, but he is the
0: smartest person that I know. He already knows God. You want to save someone? Save yourself. And then you come to him when you're the father that he needs.
1: Come on baby, we're going to go put my voice in your head. Come on kids, we're leaving, let's go. I don't want to go. Come on, just go.
3: Let's go, guys. Get in the car.
5: Hey, if we're going to make those burritos sweat, we're going to get the good stuff.
2: I shared that clip with you for a number of reasons, but notice what Richard said. I hear your voice in my head, and that's the beating that I cannot get up from." His wife says, let's go so I can put my voice in your head. Pastor Jesse's going to take us through gentleness as we prepare to close because this morning is going to be a moment for us to heal as men. every layer, every wall, every defense you have been taught to put around your heart. We pray that it will come down today. That you will begin to feel again in the places where you were taught only to fight. Pastor Jesse.
0: Well. How many know that Pastor Ray Harmon is a, would be a great quarterback
2: <laughs>
0: if he were to play football? And you've heard of Tom Brady and some of the other great quarterbacks, and sometimes a quarterback, they'll go into the huddle and they'll call the play. Everybody's ready. Everybody's got it. Everybody's been practicing. Everybody's ready to roll. And then when the quarterback gets up to the line and he looks at the defense and they've changed, they've shifted, they didn't come out in the defense that he expected, what would Tom Brady do? He'd call it audible. That's what Pastor Ray does sometimes, he'll call an audible on you. I will. Have you ever seen a movie where you go to the movie and they, you see the movie and then after you see the movie, a few minutes and they take you back to the first part and show you how they got to that part? You ever seen those movies? So what we're gonna do, we're gonna make sure we go back and we give you the anchor text, all right? And Pastor Ray wants to do this. He wants me to say this. <laughs> he wants me to say Galatians. 5th chapter, 16th verse. Let's read that. (laughs) Okay. I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one another, so that you do not do the things that you wish. But if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are evident, which are these, and it lists all of those different works. And then it says... And such like, and so what? Pastor Ray is 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 is, is alluding to they is such like hardness. We can have a hard heart. We can be a men can be what hard sometimes, and we're so hard that we don't allow the gentleness of God to show up. And so the fruit of the Spirit, one of the one of the attributes or one of the characteristics of the fruit of the Spirit is gentleness. And in order to do that, we have to pay attention. Because when you walk through the valley, you're going to have to have every fruit, every attribute of the fruit necessary in order to negotiate the valley. How many like being on the mountaintop? Come on. Come on. You go on the mountaintop, God speaks to you. Man, you get the revelation. It's almost like when Jesus went through the transfiguration, you got it. You're excited, and you're ready. But how many know you don't get to stay on the mountaintop? You got to walk down the mountain, and you got to have the Spirit of God with you when you go. It's called walking in the spirit. And when you get down to the valley, you're going to run into stuff. Pastor put some points on, the, on our lesson today. He put some points there. He put down there that, that, that in, an environment can affect who we are. He, he said, and, and what we're exposed to can affect who we are. He put down there's, a, there, there's experiences that we will experience while we're down in the valley that will affect who you are. And also, we have expectations, and when those expectations are not met, then we can get hard about it. And so when you're in the valley, you've got to walk in the Spirit. And the fruit of the Spirit needs to show up in your life. And the only way it can show up is that you intentionally and on purpose allow God to speak to your heart. Yes, sir. He said the fruit of the Spirit, the fruit of sometimes you're going to have to show gentleness. And he, he, Pastor uh, uh, Ray shared that, that gentleness is kind of like when he looked it up, he showed me some things that he shared about gentleness. He said, Gentleman, sh- how do you say that word, Ray? Huh? A chivalrous, <laughs> <a> courteous, <laughs> or honorable keep, man.
2: <laughs> I'm giving you your time, man, because when I get back on this mic, it's a wrap. <laughs> I know it. Just letting you know, player. Yeah. It. Just letting you know now, so... uh, (laughs) Yeah.
0: Oh, I was just... (laughs) Okay, I got it, I got it. All right, so, courteous or an honorable man, a polite way of referring to a man. One of the things it said. it says a gentleman was a man entitled to bear arms, but not included in the nobility. In other words, just because you're gentle doesn't mean that you don't have to bear your arms. Every now and then, you'll have to be hard, not necessarily in a negative way, but be strong. Yeah. But to be, the, as one, one definition of the word meek is that uh, power under control. Yes, sir. And so the Spirit of God that we yield to, that we are led by, we must do it on purpose. We must do it intentional. And you can't do it if you're talking all the time. Mm. So good. You can't do it. If you're the one talking all the time, men, we can't be the ones that are going to be yielding. We're going to be yielding to something else, the flesh. The Bible teaches us that we ought to be quick to hear and slow to speak. What are we listening for? We're listening for the Spirit of God's leading. We're listening for the Spirit of God's direction. We're listening for the Spirit of God's uh, word to us to help us to deal with a situation. Because when you're down in the valley, you're going to need love, joy, peace. Yeah. You You never know what you're going to have to use while you're in the valley. You're going to need long-suffering, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, and you're going to need gentleness. There are going to be times when you're going to have to lay the hard man aside and allow the gentle man to do his thing. The Bible s- portrays Jesus as both the lion and Judah, and what else? The, the Lamb, Lamb of God. God. Yeah. So, good. so there are times you're going to have to be the lion. Step up, be the lion, and there are going to be times when you have to allow the Lamb of God, the gentleness of God to flow through you in order to accomplish what God wants you to accomplish. Just because you're being gentle doesn't mean you're soft. Right. Say that again. Just because you're gentle does so not good. mean you're soft. As a matter of fact, it means the opposite. It means that you've been exercising in God's gym. That means that you've been in God's gym, the spiritual gym, exercising. So good. So now when you're being gentle, you're showing that massive chest like I got. You're showing those guns. You're showing those mighty guns like Pastor Ray got. You're showing those th- those thighs, those strength, those calves. When you are able to exert gentleness, you demonstrate that you've been in God's gym.
2: Yes, sir. Yes, sir.
0: Because to walk in the Spirit is to exercise in God's gym.
2: Yeah. Yeah,
0: That's what it is to exercise in God. It's to eat the word of God. The Bible said that man should not live by bread alone, but by every what? Word. So when you go into the gym, what? You're eating that word. You go to the gym and you're going to eat that word. You're going to listen to that word. The Bible says that, that we are to pray without ceasing. Mm. When you pray, you're feeding the life of Christ. The only way we're going to be able to walk in the Spirit is we're going to, have to feed the life of Christ within us. When you walk in the room, Jesus shows up.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And that's what the fruit of the spirit is. It's it's the life of Jesus living in us and being expressed in those attributes of a fruit. Are you here? Are you listening to me? And so when we go to the gym, God's spiritual gym, we walk in the spirit, then what shows up? Love, joy, peace, long suffering. Yeah. Kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness. And here's the one I love: self-control. Yeah. Gotta have it. Or temperance, the Bible, some translation says temperance. Mm. And so those are the things. And the only way we get to walk in those things is we go to God's gym. It's just like exercise. We have an exercise program going on here. We go and we, we exercise, we lose weight, we get in shape. I heard one guy say it's easier to stay in shape than it is to get back in shape. So once you get in, once you go to God's gym and you, you get your prayer, your prayer program going, you get your, your meditation going, you're doing those things, you're exercising, you're paying attention, you're being quiet, you're hearing God speak in the spirit. And, and, and once you get there, stay there. Yeah. He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Come on, Pastor. Come on. Jesse. That's what he's saying. You gotta camp out. Take a seat, Brady. Uh, (laughs) I love you man oh Lord (laughs) but that's what he's saying once you get there you camp out in the spirit (laughs) you get your logs you get your fire you get your little seat you put it down and you lay it and you put it on the fire and you stay there you dwell in the secret place of the most high so good then you can walk in the spirit every day it's not an easy thing it's tough In the valley, you're going to run into stuff. Monsters, tigers, and bears. Oh, my. (laughs) You're going to run into stuff, and you're going to need the Spirit of God to help you, the fruit of the Spirit to help you to get through. So pay attention. Walk in the Spirit, and don't fulfill the lust of the flesh. Amen. Amen. That was good. That was good, yes, sir.
2: That was good. That was good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I'm gonna stay in my seat. Uh, I'm gonna stay. I'm a I'm gonna try to stay in my seat. But uh, uh, this is where we're gonna close, Pastor Jesse. Why you look at me like that, man? <laughs> no, I'm for real. No, I'm gonna say something and then I'll this is you're the first, gonna close.
0: This is
2: the first one. Right? The first one. First close. The, Only clothes. (laughs) Come on, somebody. Uh, So here it is. Um, It's a great story that helps us understand what it looks like um, when our hearts are hardened. Uh, It's found in 1 Samuel chapter 25, and we talked about this in Fight Club when we studied the life of David early in the year. It's a story of a man named Nabal, and the story picks up in 1 Samuel chapter 25 in verse 2. It says, now there was a man in Moan whose business was in Carmel, and the man was very rich. He had 3,000 sheep and 1,000 goats, and he was shearing his sheep in Carmel. And the name of the man was Nabal, and the name of his wife was Abigail. And she was a woman of good understanding and beautiful appearance. She was beautiful inside and out, but... The man was harsh, and he was evil in his doings. In fact, Nabal was of the house of Caleb. Now the story picks up, not, not, not yet, just, <laughs> I still got a little something, something, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, 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 I'm still on my first closing, I'm still on my first one, still on my first one. But notice Nabal was harsh, man. And he was evil in all his ways. Isn't that something? In spite of all of his success, in spite of all that he had accomplished, there was a part of his life, man, where he had layers and walls. You know, the truth about us as men is we have a way, of managing our trophies and our trauma. There's, we, we have this, we become masterful at celebrating our blessings, but hiding our brokenness. We figured out how to win, but hide our wounds. We know that we have destiny, but we're still wrestling with doubts, even about ourselves. We know we're anointed, but there are moments in our lives when we get anxious. We know God has called us to be men of faith, but we wrestle with fear too. And what we often do, Pastor Jesse, is we cover up those things and we learn to hide them. And over time, what was once tender becomes tough. The name Nabal means foolish. Uh, mm. Let me just tell the story, and then we'll go, uh, you'll talk, and then we'll go home. So Nabal is having this beast, big feast where he's shearing his sheep. And in Israel, uh, in Israel and, and, and Jewish tradition, when you were shearing your sheep, it was a time of celebration. David has been on the run from King Saul, so he's a fugitive. Uh, On the run. But while Nabal's sheep were out in the field, David protected them so that no one could come and steal any of Nabal's sheep. He used his resources, he used his men to protect something that wasn't his. So David is still out in the fields and they bring all the sheep back and they're having this big feast. And one of the components of the feast was that's when you were most generous because they would have the big sacrifices, they would have all this meat. So David and his men are out in the field, Pastor Jesse. And David sends his servants to appeal to Nabal and said, listen, you're throwing this big feast, you've got all this meat. We protected your sheep while they were in the field. And David says... Send us something, whatever you decide, so that I can feed my men. I- I Notice Nabal's response. Nabal says this in verse 10 Then Nabal answered David's servants and said, Who is David? And who's the son of Jesse? There are many servants nowadays who break away each one from his master. Shall I then take my bread and my water and my meat that I have killed for my shearers and give it to men when I do not know where they come from? No, hold up now. These are the people who protected your sheep. If it wasn't for David and his men, you wouldn't have any sheep left to speak of. In return for his kindness, he's asking you for food for his men. But notice what he says. He says, Who's David? The problem with that statement is David was a household name. Because everybody knew who David was because of what he had done to defend Israel against Goliath. But this guy was so hardened in his heart that he couldn't even show kindness to David and his men. I'll tell you the rest of the story. David's servants bring word back to him. And he said, listen, man, this is what Nabal said. He said he ain't giving you nothing. In fact, he don't even know who you are. Now, the same David. Guys, y'all know how we are when we feel disrespected. The same David who was so kind to Nabal and his men. David pulled a bird, man. He was like, Nabal, you're going to put some respect on my name. <laughs> and listen to me, listen to me, listen to me. David, what's wrong with your pastor? You're going to put some respect on my name. And that's what we do as men when we feel disrespected. We retaliate. And if it had not been for Abigail's intervention, David would have wiped out Nabal and his entire family. And I wonder how many of us live our lives in that space of disrespect and retaliation because we have become hardened by life's circumstances. Let me give you the alternative, and then, Pastor Jesse, you'll close us out. Philippians chapter 4 and verse 5 says it this way. Let your gentleness be known to all men. The Lord is at hand. So when people see you, part of what they they should be able to see in you is not just that you're one-dimensional, this tough guy. But when they see you, they see, like Pastor Jesse said, not only the lion but the lamb. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The way you talk to people, the way you treat people, this is a work of the Holy Spirit in you. But it's hard to be gentle and kind when your heart has become hardened. The voice translation says it this way, keep your gentle nature so that all people will know what it looks like to walk in Jesus' footsteps. When I am gentle, I look like Jesus. The Lord is ever present with us. Let me give you the last verse, because this is an invitation to all of us. Listen, Richard, in the the movie, the reason he calls this guy's Vacho, It's because that's his dad's first name. His heart is so hardened toward his dad that he can't even call him dad. He just sees him as another man who broke him and beat him. And he learned to fight in places where he should have felt. Uh, Notice 1 Timothy chapter 2. Verses 24 through 26. This is how we allow God to teach us to be tender warriors again. 1 Timothy chapter 2, verses 24 through 26. It says, and a servant of the Lord, and that's everybody in this room who's born again. This verse applies to you because Paul is speaking to Timothy about the disposition and the demeanor of the servant of the Lord, the child of God. He says, and the servant of the Lord must not quarrel, but we what? Gentle to all. For those of us who insist on winning the argument, and we don't realize that when we insist on winning the argument, and I'm talking to married folk, husbands and wives, I'm talking about parents, you insist on winning the argument with your children. I'm talking about when you go to the store, you insist on winning the argument with the clerk. And you ain't going to leave until you speak to their manager. No, the scripture says, let your gentleness be evident to all. And the problem with trying to win every argument is, you know what? It's possible to win the argument, but lose your brother. And our posture in the world should not be to win the argument, but to win our brother. It says, don't quarrel, but be gentle to all. Not selective in who you're gentle and kind with. Be gentle to all. The next thing he says is be able to teach. Because sometimes people just don't know what they don't know. And sometimes it's not about the argument, but it's about waiting for teachable moments to help people understand why you said what you said, to help somebody understand why you do what you do. Because sometimes what you're dealing with is blind spots, And a blind spot, we say it here at Converge Church, that you know you have a blind spot when you are oblivious to what is obvious to everybody else. Everybody can see it but you. And that's why our posture, the posture we must assume in our world is not to be quarrelsome, but to be gentle. Number two, able to teach. Here's the fourth one. Patience. And you know what patience is? Patience is learning to move at somebody else's pace. Y'all didn't hear what I said. Just because you got it or just because you got it the first time doesn't necessarily mean that they will get it at your pace. And we harden ourselves to people because they're taking a little bit longer. But notice what the Scripture says is at stake. No, in fact, he says, be patient, and then he says, do it in humility. Do it in humility. You all see that word, humility? What is humility? Humility isn't thinking less of yourself. Humility is learning to think of yourself less. Let me talk to the the, the A-plus students in this section right here because they're they're picking up what I'm putting down. Humility is not thinking less of yourself. Humility doesn't mean you become somebody's doormat. Humility simply says, I will think of myself less. I ain't going to be the most important thing on the agenda, in the conversation, all the time. Sometimes I will defer to my brother. And when you do that, your heart becomes gentle and pliable. You do it in humility. Stop the quarreling. Stop the bickering. Stop insisting that it has to be your way. Well, I'm the man of this house. So, if you have to remind them, you probably ain't. Shots fired. No, listen to me. Let me finish this verse because this is what's at stake. When we refuse to be gentle, when we refuse to be flexible, when we refuse to be pliable, let me tell you what's at stake. Now, let's put the verse up. I think it's verse 26. And then Pastor Jesse will close it up. And that they may come to their senses. No, go back, go back. Let me read the rest of it so it makes sense. In humility, correcting those who are in opposition. So there is a place for correction, but do it in humility. Do it with gentleness. If God perhaps will grant them repentance. Where does the repentance come from? It comes from God, not from your yelling, not from your whining, not from your complaining. And he says, if you do this thing in humility, God will do the rework of repentance so that they may know the truth and they may come to their senses. Go to the next verse. And they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil having been taken captive by him to do his will. How does God win people over? How does God bring people to repentance? How does God cause people to come to their senses? Your gentleness. Not your quarreling, not your arguing, not your yelling. Stop quarreling, be gentle. Be patient. Teach. Don't yell. And do it in humility. Because if you'll do that, God might grant that person repentance, change their life, cause them to come to their senses so that they will know the truth. And the truth will set them free. And why do we say it, talk about the truth? This is what we say about the truth. The truth, you don't have to hammer it in. Just let it settle. Pastor Jesse, and I'm out.
0: Amen. So, how do we? I'm just going to share with you just a couple of points uh, of how we get there. How do we get to the gentleness? We got to spiritually exercise. You got to stay in the gym. If we're going to walk this walk, we got to stay in the gym. Number one, number two, you got to set your mind. You got to set your mind. I'm sorry, set your mind is a is a trigger for me. All right, set your mind. On the things that are above, you also have to acknowledge that you have a cru- that you live a crucified life. Paul said, "I am crucified with the li- with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but this life I live in the flesh. I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave Himself for me." So it's Jesus' life that we're accentuating. That we're n- nourish the tree that's growing the fruit. Are you listening? Nourish the tree that's growing the fruit. Present yourself to God daily. I beseech you, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your body, a living sacrifice unto God. A living sacrifice means that when you get cut, you're going to fill it. And lastly, discipline your flesh. Buffet your flesh. The Apostle Paul said, I discipline my body. I force it to do what it needs to do. That's all gym work. So go to the gym. Spend some time there, and you'll see the results when you walk in the Spirit and you hear the Spirit of God leading and directing. Amen. Stand to your feet. Awesome. Thank you, Pastor Jesse. Pastor, do you want to close one more time?
2: No, 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 no. I'm oh, done. Man.
0: I'm
2: done. You see how I told them to start playing the music when you got up? Yeah, amen. Yeah, yeah, amen.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I love you, babe. Father, we thank you today. Are we good? Yeah. Well, oh. Okay.
4: Yeah.
2: But before, before, before you do, why don't you come? Come on with okay. us. Come on with us. Before you do, I just want to pray uh, for, for the fathers in the house. I want to pray for the men in the house because this message was not a rebuke. This was simply a message to bring us into awareness. That's a, it's okay to feel again. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That when you leave this place or even while you're in this place, in this moment, that you will allow, allow God to move upon your heart and peel back layers that you've created over your heart. It's okay. This morning, God wants us to feel again in places where we have been conditioned to fight. So can I pray for the men this morning? Father, we come to you in the name that is above every other name, the strong name of Jesus. Father, you're in pursuit of your sons this morning. Father, you want to go beyond and beneath the facade of toughness. And you want to meet us in the place where we have experienced pain and trauma. In our brokenness, in our woundedness. That's where you want to meet us. You want to go a little bit further beyond the veil And in those places that have become hardened, you want to make us pliable again. You said you would take our hearts of stone and give us hearts of flesh. Would you do that for the men of Converge Church and everyone watching online, everyone under the sound of my voice? Father, maybe it's in a relationship where a husband has grown hardened toward his wife. Maybe it's a situation of, of, of strained relationships between a parent and their child or their children. God, would you? Would you help us to find that tender place, that gentle place of healing? We trust you to do that now. We acknowledge that our hearts need a surgeon. We acknowledge these this morning that our soul needs a friend. So we run to the Father, not just once, but again, and again, and again, and again. Father, let today be the day when you set us free from everything that has hindered us and held us back for your glory. In Jesus' name, and everyone said, amen, amen and amen, amen. amen. Did that bless anybody this morning? Yes. Awesome. 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 All right. I think this is our cue to yes. exit stage, right?
3: Well, no, you don't have to exit. I'm so proud of you, Pastor Jesse. It's so good to see you up here again. I'm going to have to give you a, 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 a little extra air time by yourself so you can rah, <laughs> do it Alabama style. One thing that Pastor Ray didn't say is Pastor Jesse actually was one of the officiants at our marriage. He gave the charge at our, our, at our wedding. And what was the word you used? Tell it to him. You're not going to break it down (laughs) today, but just do it. Like, do it from from your chest. Say it with your chest. Come on, Pastor Jesse.
0: The word that I gave uh, Pastor Ray was to ish hazach, which means to show yourself a strong man. That's what I gave him. That's what he's been. Mm.
3: Amen. 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 You get to keep that mic. And so that was the charge he gave us. And so that was prophetic and we are still walking it out. So I echo everything you said to Pastor Jesse, Miss Pat. Thank you all for just helping us grow up. Now, on behalf of Converge Her, we say Happy Father's Day. And we do have a special treat. So you all just like blew it out of the water for, women's, for Mother's Day. And so we didn't know what to do. But we didn't want you leaving, you know, tough and hard. We wanted to (laughs) encourage some gentleness. So I've... Try a little
2: (laughs) temper, Hey! I just had a... See, I I was wondering. Because I was like, oh, he's
3: so good. He got the ankles out, but he's in control. So I just see that the power just shot out of you. But anyway, gentlemen, what we wanted to do for our fathers, if you are a father, women, we're going to ask that you not approach the table if your dad is not here here today we're going to just ask that you wait but we decided we would encourage you in gentleness and not send you home a little hangry so we have a char box for our dads and we've got a little bit of dessert and we've got a little bit of drink so if you're going to lunch you don't have to be angry in the car you can eat in the car if you don't have anybody to have lunch with on behalf of Converge Her, we have lunch for you prepared. So we're going to ask that the fathers only approach the table. If we have something left over, then we will be generous. But this is for Father's Day. The word says, give honor to whom honor is due. And you might not want a box because, bruh, I got some oxtail. I got some lamb chops. Hey! I got some bratwurst. On, I got some Jamaican and rice I got some steamed cabbage with a little bacon lunch. on the side lunch at yes, my yes, house. Yes, on. yes so you could grab your box for tomorrow's lunch Amen. but everybody <laughs> lift up your hands Amen. may the Lord bless you and keep you may he make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you and may whatever you put your hands to do prosper in Jesus name happy father's day and have a wonderful week
5: if you were impacted by
2: today's worship experience would love to hear from you maybe today's sermon is exactly what you needed to hear or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time if so we'd love to send you information on how to kickstart your relationship with god or if you'd like information about how to join our virtual family email us at echurch at
5: if you'd like to partner with us financially you can do so online safely and securely at www.wearconverge.com/give. You can also give via text. Simply text CONVERGE GIVE and the dollar amount that you'd like to give to 77977. You can also find all of this information in our mobile app. Simply go to your app or Play Store, search for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that simple. Again, thank you so much for joining us for today's worship experience and we look forward to staying connected with you.